Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella, you put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor, because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. Medella, the mark of the fight. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. You know what time it is, Earwolf listeners. What the hell is up? It's me, your boy, your host, your guy, Jackie's Neal, and I'm here to tell you a little about this month's Earwolf Present series, The Disappearance of Dickie Donnelly from the hilarious Lisa Gilroy. You love her. I love her. She's funny. She's amazing. And she is bringing you some hot fire. Now, let me tell you a little bit about the show. Dickie Donnelly, also known as the Forever Missing Boy. Now, ever since he fell off that roller coaster into a Jansport backpack held by infamous kidnapper Trent Dunphy, Dickie Donnelly has been on the search for his parents, his papa, his mama, and he's taken his search to the pod waves. Now, Dickie will leave no stone unturned. Unless it's too big for him to lift, which, you know, it it might be. But he will also speak to fellow lost children, detectives, all in hopes of answering just one question. Where are his parents? And what do they even look like? It's a pretty good question. I asked that too about my dad. But that's a conversation that we won't have here because you came to laugh. So that's exactly what it's time to do. I hope you sit back, relax, get the giggle factory ready in your body. It's time to listen to the disappearance of Dickie Donnelly. Enjoy. On a sunny day in July of 2015, four-year-old Dickie Donnelly and his parents are enjoying a vacation at Zoom Beezlebub Big Ass Roller Coaster City Theme Park in Sandusky, Ohio. At 10.16 a.m., security footage shows the family purchasing two turkey legs and three cups of coffee. At 11.05 a.m., they ride the Disney copyright-free knockoff ride Splish Mountain Range. At 2.44 p.m., they spend a long time in the restroom because did you hear what they had for breakfast? It was turkey and coffee. But here's where things take a turn. At 3.15 p.m., the boy and his parents board the upside-down Brampton Dino Dump Holy Crab Cussie Roller Coaster. When it first begins its clicky-clacky ascent up the first big hill, every seat is filled. But just two minutes and ten seconds later, when the coaster comes screeching to a halter, one seat is empty. The safety bar, still down, locked into place. His parents still strapped in on either side. And Dickie Donnelly? Nowhere to be found. Where had he gone? With no evidence of blood or disgusting guts on the concrete below, there was no sign he'd fallen. Had he simply puffed into dust and evapopoofered into thin air? Now, all these years later, I have the story and know exactly what happened to him in excruciating detail. How do I know? I am him. From Earwolf Presents, in combination with the Sandusky Police Department and Mothers Against Big Chunky Kidnappers of Chickeny Little Kids, this is the disappearance of Dickie Donnelly. 
only two foot three, big belly, open mouth, closed eyes, dry hands, big fingers, teeny feet. You've probably seen the missing posters. That day, when I slipped through the bars on the upside down coaster loop, I fell straight into an open Jansport backpack. The backpack belonging to wanted kidnapper and all around world famous pervert Trent Dunphy. I ended up living on an island with other escaped and disappeared kids for months before striking out on my own. And now, eight years after my disappearance, I'm starting this podcast to do what the piggy police could never. I'm going to find my parents. To prepare me for the emotional journey ahead, I need to have one final session with the only adult I have left who truly loves and cares for me. A sweet mothery figure on whom I've relied on for unconditional love and understanding. My child psychologist, Dr. Ruby Pandora. Thank you for joining me, Doctor. Of course, Dickie. Happy to do it. Happy to be here today. It's funny to see you on a Tuesday because usually our sessions Sessions are on on a Monday. Monday. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I know. It really threw me. It actually threw most of my schedule off. This is my child psychologist, Dr. Ruby Pandora. I found her on a Craigslist ad, and she always smells like ketchup, and I love, love, love her. So I've been seeing you for therapy for about a year and a half now to right. kind of unpack my trauma of being kidnapped at such an early age. Yes. Um, not that it's any easier for big people who are big and huge and older to mm-hmm. get kidnapped and to be easy. But it was hard for me because I was, as you had put it, I was in your munchkin peanut category, which mm-hmm. is the youngest kind of kids that get kidnapped. Absolutely. Yeah. You were in what I like to call mini muffin territory. Um, you know, like those, I, I like to make the analogy. It's like when you go um, to the gas station, you buy one of those little packs of mini muffins. Mm-hmm. That's what stage you were in. Um, you're small. And that's why Trent Dunphy needed a whole pack of us to be complete. Exactly. Just one mini muffin isn't going to do it. He needed to be full. Yeah. But you taught me that we're always empty no matter what. Yes. Yes, you are. You're all empty. (laughs) So now that I've done a year and a half therapy with you, when do you think I will graduate to chain whip? So uh, I'm so glad that you asked that. So obviously right now we're just in the stage of doing punches, kicks, um, and then muffin stuff, muffin stuff. And and I think when you graduate into um, larger muffin territory and then we get into what I like to call croissants, um, baguettes, Costco size muffin. Yeah. These are the these are the big kids. Right. These are the kids that are learning to fight back to get, you know, back into their teenage years. Right. Um, With a sense of control and dignity. And um, right now you're just not there yet. But when we get you there, when we get you into Chain Whip, um, you should be, I would imagine you'll be about 15, 16 years old. And I'm only 12 now. But can I ask you a question, Dr. Ruby? Because I know I'm about to go on this big adventure, thanks in part to your help, because you've made me feel brave enough to do this. Mm -hmm. Because when I first met you, I was kind of scared that I wouldn't talk to any adults because I was scared that they were going to kidnap me. And still, you're the only adult that I talked to. And you kept saying, no, no, you're not going to get kidnapped again. But now when we're starting doing nunchucks and chain whip and stuff, it kind of makes me feel like you think I'm going to get kidnapped again. Oh, right. Well, this is a good distinction. Um, I like everybody to feel like they could be attacked at any time. Um, That's just how most adults should go about their lives, um, living in fear. Um, And if you think about it, like in the United States, you could die at any second. You could get shot in a grocery store. You could get blown up on an airplane. Um, You could die 9-11. I I didn't want to have to bring up 9-11, but I'll bring it up again. Um, 9-11. Usually don't do that until we're closing this 
the session. Yes, right. So, but that's an integral part of my my therapy is bringing up nine eleven, bringing up huge tragedies, um, and making sure people really the kids really feel that, feel the gravity of what really happened. Right, because then maybe if we think, oh, well, the, those guys, that was a fiery blast in the buildings and, mm. and all that. And then we think, well, what am I whinging about? Right. Like, I kind of think, oh, I'm a stupid idiot. Exactly. For being so heartbroken about what? Oh, I didn't get to see my parents for eight years? Try being a, f- try being a skyward bound flambe. Exactly. It makes you grateful for where you're at, but also it makes you realize that Again, you could die at any second, Dickie. Someone could murder you at any moment. Someone could strangle you. Someone could put your head into a headlock on an elevator. And the elevator could crash down to the ground and explode. I guess it's just hard to hear because you know my story that I fell down the upside down loop of a roller coaster and fell into Trent Dumphy's backpack where I was then kidnapped. Yes. And then I escaped and I lived on the island of other missing and escaped children. Right. So something as, uh, word you taught me, innocuous, or the French word mm-hmm. innocuous, innocuous. Uh, as a roller coaster actually ended up being my absolute De- downfall. Downfall. That's the other word you were trying to teach me. Yeah. And, and, and like I like to say to a lot of my kids that I work with, you know, Dickie, you may not have thought that that was your fault, but actually that was your fault that day. Well, how come? I was with my parents and they said we're all getting on the roller coaster. Right. Well, this is where it gets- uh, I'm hearing it now. Because I was with my parents and, were- and I said, oh, we're all getting on the roller coaster. Yep. Instead of saying, nope, I'm too little. I'm too small. Which is what I'm I should I'm just a little said. muffin. I should Remember? Said, I'm, mini I'm just a mini muffin. I didn't have the words yet then, but it was still my fault. Of course. Of course. You know, just like Dickie and I, and I've shared this with you, it's my fault that I was kidnapped as a little kid. Right. That's your origin story for why, how come you became a child psychologist. Yes. What happened? Well, I know we've talked about this a little bit, but... Do you want to sit in the telling chair? Sure. And I'll sit in the listening chair? Wow, it's so high up. I have to really climb up there. Oh, this one vibrates right on my crotch. Oh, yeah, that's my phone. I just, I set it on vibrate all the time. It's just vibrating And it's just under the cushion? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's just a thing. I like sitting in your chair. Makes my anus ticklish. Aw, Dickie. Sweet. Anyways, now you, now I am the baker and you are the mini muffin. Exactly. So I can get into my trauma, my past. Um, well, Dickie, my story begins, um, I was at a T-Mobile. Oh. And I was picking out um, a phone case. Oh, so you're old. I was older, yeah. What kind of muffin size? Oh, I I would have been a croissant? Jersey Mike sandwich. Oh my god! Oh, so you're in your sixties at I the was, time? Yeah, I was I was older. Okay. And um, and someone came up to me and said, you know, well, are you looking for something in particular? And I said, yeah, I'm looking for one of those phone cases um, that you can put your credit cards in. Okay. And that also doubles as a wallet and sure. a purse. Sure. And they said we don't sell those here. And that's when I was tackled to the ground um, by a couple of football players. Oh my goodness! And they were kidnappers. They were. And where they take you? They were hiding behind the pads, wearing football the, outfit, very inconspicuous. Inconspicuous. And they shoved me into one of their tour buses with all of the other football players. Oh my gosh. And I was taken to the stadium, and I watched I ma- s- match after match. I heard about this, and then eventually they made you be the football. Yeah. I saw this woman nearly pummeled to death in football stadium. 
Right. My God. And that was after the Super Bowl, so they'd already won the Super Bowl. So not that many people were watching. You know, it was low numbers, low ratings. Um, I get the shit absolutely kicked out of me, literally. Did they squeeze you up into a ball and cover you in pig skin, or your skin was already kind of pig enough? Well, my skin was pig enough um, just because I had been not wearing sunscreen for so many days, um, and I'm pretty pale. Um, you pigged right up. I, I did. I, I was a little porker. Like, I was full. I was full ham on Thanksgiving, you know. But dried out. Oh, fully dry. Yeah. my my Basically, the way my mom cooks it, fully dry. Right. Yeah. My God. So, kind of your fault in a way then, too. Absolutely. You know, had I not been acting so... Piggish and dryish. Yeah. You wouldn't have been tackled in the T-Mobile by the football players and made to be their little football piggy prize. 100%. And, you know, and then, of course, I was kept in a glass case for four or five years just on display next to all of these trophies and these footballs. And I just sat there and I, I thought so hard about my situation and how really at the end of the day, it was my fault I was there, Dickie. It was my fault. Well, I read your heartbreaking novel about it that you wrote, The Football with the Sad Eyes. Yes. And in that, I kind of noticed that it, the saddest part was that you were in that glass case for so long that, and you were older, like you said, Jersey Mike age. Yeah. And you, your parents had passed away during that time. Oh, yeah. No, they so both. So you never got to reunite, reunited with them. I never got reunited. And can, I, can I tell you that, Dr. Ruby, that's my biggest fear is that like, I won't ever find my parents again? Dickie, I actually wanted to bring this up with you. I think it's a there's a strong chance. Oh, you... uh, we should switch chairs if you're going to start talking like this. Okay, <clears throat> I'll, I'll get back in the mini muffin chair. <sighs> okay, mm. you're the doctor again. And... Feels so oh, good okay, in this okay. chair. Okay. There's a strong chance that oh, this chair's wet now. Is it? No. Oh. Did you want me to? No, it's okay. Once it warms up again, I guess it won't feel as wet. It's just, I think it was cold because in the time that we got up to switch, I think whatever you did. You might, well, you might have had something in I your pants, your, like a little might have been your wet piss fart or something. Or something. <sighs> anyways. Anyways. I, I wanted to say to you, Dickie, I really think there's a strong chance that you might not ever see your parents again. A strong chance? Yeah. People die every day, Dickie. I don't know if I need to bring this up again. 9-11. But my parents didn't even live close to New York, and I disappeared long after that happened. It doesn't matter. 9-11s happen every day. They do? Yes. COVID. Oh. Remember the pandemic? I do. We talked about this. Yeah. So anything bad could happen. Okay. Well, let's say by some flipping miracle, my parents have survived the last eight years. Probably impossible, but okay. At least one of them. It's hard to say. The American lifespan is short. Well, how come you're 75? Well, this is because I eat a lot of kale. And I I drink a lot of bone broth. I'm on Gwyneth's diet. Well, I know that in your book you said after you were discovered in the glass case. Well, actually, you weren't even... Some, some kids were visiting the football museum, knocked the glass case over. Yeah, it was during a senior prank. Right. And that's how then suddenly the glass is broken and everyone's like, hey, this football's actually an older woman. Right. And they, well, that was after they threw me around. The kids played with me for, I mean, six, seven hours straight before they realized. Why didn't you say anything? Honestly, it was just nice to be touched again. That's, this is why in my sessions, I always touch you guys because I wasn't touched for years in there. And if you're not touched enough, you're going to be somebody's football. Mm. 
isn't that isn't that the truth? Ain't that the tr- ain't that aren't aren't that aren't, the tr- aren't that the truth? That the... So how did you get pumped up and full up again to be regular woman again after that? Well, at that point, um, the kids actually discarded me. They left me on the ground, and um, a janitor found me. And in a public park? Yep. I didn't know janitors clean those. Um, well, in rich people neighborhoods, they, they do. They have nice... Vacuum and everything? Yeah. Oh, yeah, vacuum. Oh. Um, actually, one of the Dyson, the fancy Dyson ones. For hair? Yeah, for for just one of those hair curling kinds, the one that they blow dry your hair. Oh, yeah. He was using that on the grass. He was just making oh sure that God, the grass looked wow. gorgeous, full blowout. And he bumped into your wrinkled, weathered, weathered ass. Yeah, and I was my my ass was fully up, and you know, I, I essentially was doing one of those tanning where you tan your assholes. Well, because he probably just thought, oh, this deflated football. That ass part is the part where you put the pump in mm-hmm. to make the football be a football shape. Well, he did try to blow me up. I'm glad you brought that up. He put it into my asshole, and he put another one into my front what do, what's it the little um you know the little oh, the, thing like, pump, that air has pump? the pump yeah okay uh and he started pump 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 and at that point you know i hadn't eaten anything in years so just even that that blow of air right shocked me back into life i mean i was fully atrophied 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 and um i came back to life in that moment and and you know he he and i he, he got me a sandwich, Jersey Mike's. Wait, can I say something? Can we switch chairs? Because I have something really wise kind of to say. Uh, I wouldn't. Let's I don't switch, think you actually want to sit in this one, Dickie. I don't think you want to sit in this one. Switch because I have something good to say. Oh, switch. All right. Okay. <clears throat> oh, God. There's a smell on this chair. There's what? There's a smell on this chair. Dickie, I don't know what's going on in this studio. I don't know who you have working for you, but it's a mess in here. I, okay. I guess I got to get one of those park janitors. Anyways, this is what I was going to say to you, Dr. Ruby, who now that you're sitting in the talking chair and I'm sitting in the listening, well, I'm sitting in kind of the teacher, yeah. the therapist chair and you're sitting in the patient chair. Yeah. I'm just going to call you Rubies or Rubles or something kind of less good than Dr. Ruby. Okay. It's triggering, but okay. Listen up, Rubles. Isn't it interesting that the word atrophy actually means a trophy? Oh, my God. Even though you were broken, you were still Fuck. beautiful. Oh my god! Switch. <laughs> oh, Switch. what's your cow dung on this? One? Wow. Oh, god, whatever. That Yikes. was truly a relief. I mean, my body, my body really felt that one. Now you really let it all go. This chair's all gooped up. For twenty-five years. Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. So, anyways, Dr. Ruby, you, you're helping me process through a lot of stuff. Um, yes, we are. We're working very hard, aren't we, Dickie? Yes, and so that's why I wanted you to be here with me because I'm about to kind of go out on my own and mm. I'm going to really get to the bottom of this. I'm going to talk to whoever I can talk to. I'm going to meet whoever I can meet and I'm going to get down to the whole 
cold, hard, dingy ass, filthy ass. Truth. Well, I was going to say a few more adjectives. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. The whole ass, dingy ass, filthy ass, cold, hard, wonderful, beautiful, broken ass, filthy. Truth. So I was going to what are you gonna say? I just not done. Like we all right, know no, when I'm so, done. Okay. I want to get down to the whole ass, dingy ass, complete ass, beautiful, broken, tall, powerful, insurmountable, maybe even a little bit ugly, but deep down gorgeous and undeniable truth. Truth. I'm excited for you, Dickie. I I, I really am. I think. I do think you're a little young for this journey, to be honest. Um, some of the other people that I know who've taken this one were much older. Um, it's not my fault I was an old and crusty ass when I got kidnapped like you were. Some of it, I'm not crusty. Well, I'm not even close to crusty. I, you were already 61 I go, when you got I go kidnapped. out, Dickie. I party. Okay. You do? Yeah. What was it like for you reintegrating back into society after you weren't a football in a glass box anymore? It was very difficult. It was very. Did you get a boyfriend? Mm, I got a series of men that I would see at, you know, football games. Well, there was. I be honest. Did you give yourself over to another team after that? Well, this is what I was going to say. You end up, Dicky. What 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 you don't realize about your trauma is sometimes you get like Stockholm syndrome. You know, so you get comforted by that sense of abduction. And so, yeah, I went back and I went to the Cowboys, Texas Cowboy football team. And um, they, you know, they took me in and they they let me hang out in the locker room back there. And I would just I'd get into one of the the lockers and I would just sit and I would watch and I would hang out. Did they think you were a ball or no? Some of them did. Yeah, some of them did. And from there, I moved on to another football team, the Rams. So you're kind of like the lucky football. And then I went on to the Bears. The Bears. And when did you become a psychologist? That that was or much are later. Are you still a football? <laughs> just well, I don't know, Dickie. I think now. that this is all, you know, it's like the sixth sense, you know. Was he really dead the whole time if Haley Joel Osmond could see him? I don't know her. She's great. You'd love her. Was Bruce dead the whole time, Dickie? Or if he was alive, Taylor? I don't know a single fucking goddamn thing you're saying because I was I'd never been in society yet, really. Just on the island of missing kids and now. Well, I'm just saying for for you, if I don't seem like a football, then I'm not a football. I'm a therapist. But yeah, there are a lot of people in this country who do think I'm a football. <laughs> you're so little. I am. And you're brownish reddish. I'm pink. Pink brown. Dark pink. Yeah, the pink has faded. Pinkish, orangish, brownish. And so you see these? You see these little ties? Yeah. These laces? Yeah. These are the only clothes I wear. What about the big scar down your back? That's from my scoliosis surgery. I had to get corrective surgery. I didn't know that footballs could get scoliosis. They can. See, this is a myth. I'm actually very happy I'm on the podcast today just to clear this all up. Footballs can get scoliosis. Mm-hmm. And for those of you out there who think they don't need to check their football, they don't need to take their footballs to the doctor, I'm going to tell you right now, you're absolutely wrong. When you were missing, did anyone look for you? 
No. My well, my mom and my dad, you know, we weren't very close. Um, they were. So my dad is um, what some people would call a soccer ball, oh. and my mom is a bat. Not, not Halloween. No, no Halloween. Dickie, dickie, no. And Halloween? I didn't want to talk about Halloween on the okay, podcast. Sorry. You were always trying to I know, talk you about costumes, and I, 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 I hate know. Halloween. It's a okay. pagan holiday. I know. I don't celebrate. I know. I'm sorry. So we never really got along. There just wasn't, it wasn't very easy, even though we were all from the same family. We were all very different. You guys lived in a sports equipment shed? We did. Um, a small shed, very small shed. Can uh, I ask a follow-up question about that? Like, what do you mean your dad's a soccer ball? Like, because I know when you went missing, you were missing. Some people think, think he's, he's a soccer, soccer ball. So I did think he of him get, as a dad. Okay. When he got kidnapped, was it because someone thought he was a soccer ball? Yes. He's a very pale man. He had two black eyes and he's quite round. Well, he had multiple black eyes, but you can't, you know, on his backside. Well, it's not a black eye. His belly button is a black eye as well. I, we, we his call nipples it, are black eyes. We say black eye because it's on eye. I but grew it, up on it. I went to I went to literal school where kids taught each other on an island, and I know what black eye is. And you think it can go on a belly button or a back? It can. Well, what do you? What would you call a butthole except for another eye? The eye to the butt. Black eye. He had a black eye in his butthole. Okay, fair point. See, Dicky, if you listen, you can listen a lot to me. You can listen a lot. To me. <laughs> That's another one of your mottos. If you can listen, you can, you can listen, listen a lot, lot to me. me. So, and your mom, she's just tanned and really tall, skinny, no arms. Oh, she's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, she's fully sanded, too. Mm. She is smooth. Did anyone ever take her? Oh, yeah. So your whole family has a lot of kidnapping trauma just based on the way you look. Well, yeah. I mean, I think we've all been handled. We've all been taken. We've all been stuffed. Um, We've all been... Thrown. Thrown. Kicked. Absolutely. Spiked. um, Bumped. Um, celebration Set. danced. I didn't even talk about my extended family. Oh well, I don't. Think you don't you want need to talk to. about it. We've all been. We, it, it's um, generational trauma, right? And almost the more you get mistaken for sports equipment, the more you want to have kids that look like sports equipment. Like you said, mm-hmm. how it's Munchausen's by proxy. Well, I can't imagine having a kid that wouldn't be some sort of sports equipment. I'm sad for you that you don't have any kids. Well, it's you not, must be very I, lonely, Dickie. It's kind of like you spend all your time with all these kidnapped kids because you're like, oh, wish I had kids. I still think I could have kids if I wanted. Very lonely, Dickie. What did we talk about? Being respectful in therapy. Yes. When I'm listening, you better listen to me. And when I'm talking, you better be hearing what I'm talking. That's right. Let's play ball. That's offensive. You say it. No, I can say it because I am a ball. You are. To some people. To some people. (laughs) (laughs) So this brings up an interesting point because you were mistaken for a football I fell off a roller coaster into a pervert's backpack. You were one and the same. Yeah. And when I went missing, uh, after I got off the island of other kids who had escaped, I made missing posters for myself yes. in an attempt to find my parents. And that was one of the things you talked to me on early about because I had all these missing posters and like you pointed out, they weren't all um, totally uh, accurate. Yeah. 
because it's hard for me to look at myself in the mirror. Yeah. It's hard for me to know Well, that picture didn't even look like you at all, Dickie. Well, I didn't put a picture because I didn't know, I don't remember how what I looked like when my parents last saw me, so that's why how come some say, Dickie Donnelly, four, put, four foot two, 300 pounds, open mouth, close eyes, dry hands, little dick. And another one might say, Dickie Donnelly, five foot seven, 36 pounds, right. open nostrils, little nails, long ass fingers, tiny toes, hungry belly, because I, I want my parents to recognize me in any state that I'm in. That it's a, we talked about this, Dickie. It makes it very confusing. Okay, for example, one of the posters had a picture of OJ on it. Yeah, because I don't know what I look like, and maybe I'm looking like him. It's just, we want your parents to be able to find you, right? That's the goal. So I think what we do is a little photo shoot. I do this usually later on in therapy with whoever I'm working with. Um, I usually say this. It goes chain whip, chain whip, and then teen photo shoot. Then teen photo shoot. And um, we take pictures of you in your martial arts outfit and um, just looking cool in different poses. I think we do that soon, Dickie. I think we do when we put it on the posters. I think this would help, honestly. But here's the thing. Let's say you lost something really special to you, a glistening treasure, diamonds and, and rubies and golden rings in a chest. Yeah. And it. And you, you don't want to just go out to the world and say, oh, is anyone missing a golden treasure chest of all the most expensive red rubies and diamonds and this kind of necklace with a mermaid pendant? Because then someone will go, yeah, oh, I think that's mine. What you do is you go, is anyone missing anything, question mark? You tell me. Mm. So that's kind of what I think I'm doing with the posters. I want my parents to come looking for me because if, 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 I, if I tell everyone what I look like, they might go, oh, I'm missing a boy who's three foot two, 300 pounds. I just don't think that you're that desirable, Dickie. I mean, I, I'm just saying that from my own perspective, you know, not a lot of people wanted me. Okay. You were old and, you, and your skin was all weird and crinkled. Leathery. Up. Yeah. It doesn't matter, though. You know, some people want that. Look at the Internet. Okay. Look at the porn that's out there. I don't. Dickie, this is your homework, okay? Okay. I want you to go home. I want you to look at all the kinds of porn out there because that's... I don't have a home, Dr. Ruby. It's like you're not even listening. I am listening. You're on your Sega Genesis. Well, I'm playing a game. I'm playing a football game. You're so obsessed with where you came from. At least I'm not like you. (gasps) I don't want to go back to Transgenesis backpack. I want to go forward to the future. I want to connect with the... With other kids who have been kidnapped, I want to heal. I want to move on. And I want to find Trent Dumphy and I want to whoop his ass into mayonnaise. And then I want to go back into my parents, cuddle up in bed with them, and forget about this whole damn thing. And, and forget about your football ass. Hey. Sorry. Hey. Sorry. Don't talk Sorry. about my ass. I know. I was just trying That's to That's off limits. I know. Halloween. Dickie, you're being really bad. Sorry. You're being really, really bad. I don't want to have to hit I you. I didn't want to say the H word, but I think I was just feeling frustrated and scared. I don't want to have to hit you right now. Don't hit me. <laughs> Did that hurt? Yeah. Good. See, I was raised in a household where people hit me all the time. Somebody would kick me. Some people would grab me and throw me. I, I have no problem hitting you a little bit more if you want me to. I don't look like a football, though. I look like a little gorgeous You don't guy. even know what you look like, Dickie. Show me. Okay. What do I look Are like? you ready? Show me a mirror. Here. I always carry this with me. It's a rear view mirror. Take a look at yourself. One, two, three. <gasps> I'm beautiful. In some cultures. You see I look like OJ. You don't at all look like OJ. Glass of orange juice. Yeah, I do. Well, that, yeah. You are orange. 
My skin's getting all weird because malnutrition. I need to get home so my mom can cook me a dinner. Because in my family, gender stereotypes are still thriving. That's awesome. I know it. I feel things about my family. I talk to them when they're not around. Do you? I sing songs about them. I miss them. Well, I. how about we try this, Dickie? I was going to save this for later on when you were older, but if you could speak to your parents right now, what would you say? Can I sing it? different song i just i'll just start from the beginning now because you were in the end Whoever you know oh my god no dicky absolutely not whoever you done to be honest there wasn't that many details in that song what i would say to them was just that i was been missing them that's all what else can i say i don't remember anything about them what i would say to my parents right now is how dare you whoa how fucking dare you how dare they what how dare they Put me in that shed with them when I could have been out and about. At T-Mobile. At T-Mobile. But that's where it happened. I could have been getting abducted. Oh, you wanted to be. I think that's the difference between you and I, Dickie. I think if you worked with me a little bit longer, you'd realize that your abduction was actually the best thing that's ever happened to you. Is that what you think about all the kids you work with? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I love my can. Your what? Cans. Cans? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I love my cans. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. How are some of your other kids abducted that you work with? Oh, hamsters. What? First and foremost, hamsters. Is that like what some predators use to lure kids away from their families? Mm-hmm. So like you see a hamster on the loose, you go, oh, I'm going to catch it. And it leads right into the mm-hmm. mouth of a troll. Mm-hmm. Most of them, um, they follow the hamsters into the pipes of the house. They get stuck in the pipes. Of their own house? That of they their own in? house. Oh my God. And no one can find them. And then the abductors come and they, they know exactly where to look. They know to look at the pipes. This is something I didn't know about. So the, it's like an underground ring of kidnappers who they just buy hamsters from the pet store, release them into people's houses. And then when the kids inevitably get stuck in the pipes trying to find the hamsters, they come and mm-hmm. they suck them out. Suck them out? Yeah. 
They suck them out. It, it basically looks like a sack, like a Santa sack, but it has like a big vacuum on the front and they just suck the kids right out. How can they tell when the kids are in the pipes? You can tell. Well, <laughs> you can hear it. You can hear it. How can the, they hear it before the parents can hear it? This is the hamsters are covered in microphones. Yeah. You know those little body, you know those suits that people wear to do like um, motion capture? Motion capture. They have those suits for little hamsters. So are they even, why don't they just, are they even real? What are you talking about? I don't know. <laughs> of course they're real, Dickie. You think I'd lie to you? What else happened? Oh, um, copier. Photocopier? Photocopier. The kids think it's funny to photograph their and, face and then. And their butt. And they get sucked, sucked in. in. So the predator, he's wearing a cardboard box that looks like a photocopy yeah, machine. Yeah. And where does he plant himself? Anywhere on the street at a school. Yeah. A school in the hallway. Sorry, at on the street at the school? Yeah, in front of the school. So don't people wonder, what's this photocopier doing outside the school? <laughs> nope. Kids these days, right? They don't wonder where it's plugged in even, because it's just on the street. Well, a lot of these things are wireless now. Bluetooth. Oh, I've missed so much. Yeah, wake up, Dickie. Wake up. Smell the coffee. You could get, you could die anywhere, Dickie. You could get kidnapped anywhere. Hamsters, Lucky. photocopy machine. What else are the new kidnappers Lucky you. up to? Could have been kidnapped anywhere. Um, crossword? No way. They're doing a crossword puzzle, and if they spell the wrong word, the thing will come? They're doing the crossword online. They're doing it on... Chat room. On New York Times... Chatroom. Chatroom.com. Oh, my God. You need to get back on the internet. No one's in chat room oh, anymore. Sorry. When I disappeared, everyone was in chat room. <laughs> I was only four and I was in chat room. Well, as you should be. I think everyone should be on the internet since the moment they're born. Actively. Starting profiles. Making deals. Yeah. But in this case, it's the New York Times um, crossword. And the moment that you spell a word wrong, they track your location. They find you. They steal you. Wait, so the New York Times the New York is Times. just a ring of kidnappers? Yep. Pizza and Gate. That's how they know you're young enough, because otherwise you wouldn't have misspelled that word. Mm-hmm. And then they go, oh, alert, alert, we got an 11-year-old doing a crossword puzzle, get over there. Well, but the thing is, there's a lot of poor spellers in the United States, so they do kidnap adults as well. Wow. Water bottle. I'm sorry? Water bottle. That's another way people That's get it? That's another one. So, let me guess. It's a thirsty summer day, you crack up a water bottle, yeah. you drink it too fast, you get brains... Brain freeze. You piss yourself. You're trying to look for the next local bathroom. You go in and the bathroom says, out of order. So you go, you have try to pee in the sink. And then as soon as you put, take down your pants, um, someone shoots you in the head. Yeah. Dead. Dead as a doornail. Now, that one's not as much kidnapping as like what my thing was. Because I got was a, to be alive for not murder kind. Right. Well, you got. So in your case, I actually think you weren't kidnapped by a backpack. You were kidnapped by the ticket that you bought for the no, roller coaster. I was kidnapped by a man who was holding the backpack. It's your... You thought I was kidnapped by a backpack? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm a, I'm a football after all. I know a lot of backpacks. I've ridden in a, many a backpack before. Yeah, so you know that backpack has to be carried by someone. Trent Dumpy, this is his old thing. You go to the roller coaster theme park and catch kids in the upside down loop de loop. All I'm saying is you don't know. It could be the backpack that's controlling Trent. Wait, wait, wait. 
if you were a woman that everyone thought was a football, then who's to say the backpack I fell into wasn't another kidnapped kid that just looked like a Jansport? Exactly. I have to find another kid that's been kidnapped by Trent Dunphy. That would be my greatest dream. You will. I found lots of people who were kidnapped um, by football teams just like myself. But didn't you, I remember reading about this in your book because you thought that there was a beautiful actress named Trophy that got kidnapped, but it turned out she was just actually a trophy. It was a trophy. Right. Well, so things got a little confusing for me when I was in the glass case. But by the time I got out. Yeah, because you were looking like left to right and you were seeing all these other glass cases and one had trophy, one had picture and you thought everybody was a person who had been kidnapped. I did. I did. But then I slowly realized by the time I got out, you know, I and this was before I I found like I actually felt safer on a football team and I'd like to go back. Um, I was trying to find other other people like myself, other victims. And I started a support group on um, Open Face, the app, Facebook. Oh, is it Open Face or is it Facebook? Open Face. Yeah. <laughs> Dickie Donnelly, Open Face, Closed Hands. Little teeth, big eyes, Dickie Donnelly. Yes. See? That's where all the missing people go. That's where they go. So you go online and you basically explain everything that happened to you. And then all of a sudden I was getting phone calls left and right from people all over the southwestern United States and the northern United States and the central Central. United States and the southern, some of the eastern parts of the United States as well. And Underbelly. also the, the uh, Texas, Texas, that's part of that, in uh, California. California. And they, we all came together. I said, I know exactly where we're going to meet. And I arranged a meeting place at, um, it was a, a Pandora's uh, bracelet shop, actually. Have you been? With the charms? With the charms. Oh, don't get me started. Soccer ball charm, football charm. Let me guess, you had a whole family bracelet. Yeah. Okay. We all met there, and I mean, I met, I met um, not just footballs, but lots of footballs who had gone through the same trauma as me. That makes sense, actually, because everyone I see with a Pandora bracelet with a charm on it, that's only really kidnapped people shop there. So if they have a charm or even more than one, they're trying to tell the story of what, how they got kidnapped. What I like to say is if you see someone with a Pandora bracelet, that person is disturbed. I saw, um, on my way to the studio today, um, I saw a lady on the street walking her dog and she had Pandora bracelet and it was ballet slipper, four leaf clover Mm -hmm. and heart. How do you think she got kidnapped? I think it's your average story. I think she was out in the middle of a a clover field, uh, doing a ballet recital. And I think she was hit by a truck and taken into custody, what do you think the heart charm is for? For her bleeding heart. Um, oh, the truck hit her right She'll in the heart. never dance again. <gasps> I'm never going to dance again. Get yeah, the feeling I know rhythm. You got to do the harmony. I'm never going to dance again. Did you want me to do the harmony? I'm never going to dance again. Sounds really good. You've taught me so much, Dr. Pandora. Wait, your last name is Pandora. Yeah. My first name is Ruby. Do you need to shift? (laughs) (laughs) The way you picked up your body just now, Dickie, do you need to shift? I think I'm itching to get in your chair because I have something important to say. Okay, I guess we can switch. Oh, wow. This is 
chair's covered in heavy goop. It's not goop if it's warm. Yeah. What is it? Pre-period <laughs> stuff? It's post. I haven't had my period in a hundred years. Come on now, Dickie. Post. Okay, sorry. Dr. Ruby, you've helped me for a long time, but what I'm seeing now about your life is that you're not a shriveled football anymore, but you're still acting like one. Sure, your skin's still trashy and ugly and weird and all dried up and dehydrated, but you're not meant to be thrown around by a football team or sleeping in a locker at night. You're a woman. You don't need to obsess about being Pandora and making the charms of all the places that you got kidnapped and starting this army of kidnapped people. Move away from your hurt. Look to the future. I'm sorry your parents are dead, but stop being so like this. Was that good? (sighs) Yeah, it's really, really good. It was really, really good. Now you're crying. You've graduated to chain whip. Ow! Dickie, you don't know how to use that thing. Ow! Dickie, you don't know how to use that. Okay? Why you keep it in this box saying, use me? That is my box. That's my home. (laughs) It's like when someone writes, wash me on the back of a car, but this cardboard box just says, use me, and it has a chain whip in it. It has a lot more than that. It has my entire life in there. So you sleep in a box that says, use me on the outside? Yeah, Dickie, I do. See, that's what I'm talking about. You have self-esteem issues, Dr. Ruby. Oh, come on. I have more twice or triple the amount of self-esteem you do. Look, I know sometimes that women incorporate the patriarchy into their lives in ways that we never thought we would, you know? And yeah, do I like to have many tens of men grab me, hold me, throw me, pick me up. Young jocks. Young, thick idiots. Throw me around. Brain dead losers with taut muscles. Splash. Refrigerators with knees. Salami sub. Brisket. Fully braised beef brisket barbecue, stuffed into the the barbecue boys into a sausage skin glutes tight muscles F- hair bursting big teeth masculine men who grill pubics pubic zirconia pubic small dicks huge pubes that's what I like. And yeah, is it internalized patriarchy? Maybe. But at the end of the day, if I like it, why judge me? Right? I I do think you're right, though, Dickie. I do think I've been limiting myself. You know, maybe, maybe there are other types of men who would want to play with me. Maybe there's some kind of, I don't know, theater man. Maybe an improv man. Hey, Dr. Ruby. Huh? When I get out of here... And I go on this journey of talking to whoever I can talk to and uncovering the truth about where I am and what happened to me and where my parents are. And I get reunited with my family. I'm going to help a whole lot of kids. And we're going to meet at a park. And we're going to need a little cussy ass football to throw around. It would be my honor, Dickie. I'm going to boot you into oblivion. I want you to shove me through your legs. And I want you to... Grab around my waist with your the waist, tiny your palm. waist is the thickest part of you. And I want you to run, run, run. Wind in our hair, 
until I leather until I jump skin. up and I spike you down so hard into the grass. I want to get knocked out by you. I want to be completely brain dead after that. I want to. I want you to dance with me, throw me down, chuck me into the crowd. I will, Doctor Ruby. You have my word. Thank you. I'm going to set out to change some lives, especially my own. And then I'm going to go find my parents. I really believe in you, Dickie. I've never believed in any one of my patients before now. I honestly think that they're all idiots, um, stupid little kids. Yeah. But you, there's something special about you. There really is. Thank you, Dr. Ruby. Now, any advice for me before I set out? I'm going to try to find my parents. Hopefully, maybe I, I could even... Snacks. Sorry? You need snacks. Oh, okay. I thought you were giving me another thing to wor- be like looking out for if there's... Well, you should look out for snacks, too. Because if there yeah. might be a kidnapping scheme going on behind a regular bag of Cheez-Its. I know a girl who bought um, an Almond Joy. Next thing you know, she was on a cruise ship in Del Mar, Rio, which, if you don't know, is in South America. Oh, my God. That's the whole Almond Joy scam where you go, oh, this, I'll buy this. They go, 75 cents change, please. You're like, oh, I don't have any change. I have, they're like, oh, there's a change dispenser in the back of the building. And you go around to the back of the building and the next thing you know, splash into the sewer, get carried down by the current out into the Atlantic Ocean, picked up by a cruise ship. And then now you're the perverted captain's little uh, dinghy. Right. And then you get spit out the back of the cruise ship with all the trash into that um, big continent of trash. Yeah. And you have to swim your way all the way to land. You get picked up in a tiny van, one of the smallest vans that's ever been. You drive for 45 miles until you get hungry. You stop at a gas station. You want to buy an Almond Joy. You go up your 75 cents short. They say go around to the, the back, back of the, of the building, building where you can get the change dispenser. 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 Get spit out in the Atlantic Ocean. One of those slides at a water park. Yeah. Spit out. You get picked up by a cruise ship. Yeah, so we see how history repeats itself. It's a beautiful cycle of life, really. You know, if you think about me, I was with the the, the Bears recently, for Mm -hmm. example. They used me up. They put me in the glass case again for years. And finally, again, some teens broke into the building, let me out. Janitor found me, picked me up, unraveled me, pumped me full of air. Right. And And what did I do? I moved on. I'm with a new football team now. I remember reading about that in your book, how they broke your glass case that you were in and they broke the trophy one and you went over the trophy and you were grabbing what you thought was her shoulders and screaming, come on, let's go, let's go, we're finally free. And they were going, ma'am, ma'am, that's just a trophy, that one's a trophy, that one's just a trophy. I was in love with her. And I actually don't change that point of view. I, I, I know she never responded or never, you know, was not real, quote unquote. Right. But to me, she was real. We had some of the best conversations of my entire life. Mm. That's what I want for you, Dickie. Thank you. I want you to find your cycle of trauma. I want you to go back to the source. I want you to find your parents, realize that they probably sucked, and then go on another roller coaster and fly into another backpack to be abducted. That's what I want for you. Well, okay. Agree to disagree. Well, thank you for helping me, Dr. Ruby. Mm. Now, I'm about to undo the damage that Trent Dumphy did. Wait. Trent Dumphy. So, stay tuned, listeners, as I go on this journey to find my parents. 
Wait. I just ended the episode. No. Don't end it yet. Trent Dunphy. Dunphy? Yes, said, that's the guy I've been talking about yeah. in therapy now for that about you a year say, and a half. say his name, I actually think I might know a kid who was abducted by him. What? Is it? Is it me? Yes, it's you, but also another one. Another one of your clients was also abducted by Trent Dunphy? Yes, yes. Another one of my clients was abducted by Trent Dunphy. I can't believe I'm just putting this together. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. uh, Trent Dunphy, yes. I need to speak to this person. I'm looking through my files. Yep, Trent Dunphy. You just flipped a post-it note into the microphone. There we go. That's through my files. Trent Dunphy. I know a kid who was abducted by him. Yep. I need to speak to this kid. The closer I can get to my roots, the more clues I can put together to find the whereabouts of Trent Dunphy. Find my parents. Well, I'll give you all the information you need. I mean, I don't care giving around, giving away client info, address, social security. Oh, okay, awesome. Thank you. Next episode, I unpack a whole stinky suitcase of trauma with another of Trent Dunphy's kidnapped victims. A kid that is so weird and annoying, you'll think I'm good and normal. Is this the right room? Kitty? Oh my god. Oh my this god. Is crazy. It's me, Dickie Donnelly. No, I know. Four foot two, big ass rump, little nose, button head, tiny eyes, closed mouth, open hands, Dickie Donnelly. Wow, yes, the butt part. That's totally right. Your butt looks exactly the same. That's next time on the disappearance of Dickie Donnelly. The Disappearance of Dickie Donnelly is produced by me, Dickie Donnelly. Two foot one, wet hair, dry shirt, little belly, big dreams. And Lisa Gilroy, whoever that is. And Earwolf, whatever that is. Our producers are Matt Apodaca and Cody Fisher. Mwah! Love you. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you made it all the way to the end, you're a beautiful person. If you're not hearing this voice, go to hell. Earwolf Presents is produced by Earwolf, Amelia Chapelo, and Cody Fisher. And, of course, podcast daddy Colin Anderson himself. The Earwolf Presents series is hosted by the one and only myself, Jaquise Neal. And our theme music was engineered and sung by the amazing Jordan Duffy. Special thanks and shout-outs to Jeff Gross and Aaron Nestor. And for more information on Earwolf Presents, visit Earwolf.com and follow us at Earwolf on all social platforms. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.